0: Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. All right, let's get it, let's get it. Turn to Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. Uh, We're in this series on belief, and uh, I'm, I'm not too quick to get out of it. Let me preference uh, my opening this morning by saying this, um, that this this message on belief is very practical. It's not something that's very deep. You got it. Uh, also, when you need to be listening with your spirit and not just with your mind. Come on, say listen with your spirit. You you know uh, you you gotta listen. With your spirit, man, you're listening from your inner being. You're, you're not. You're not trying to conceptualize this with your natural mind. Your your natural mind doesn't get it right away. It's 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 we. It's almost like we're we're we're. we're and I'm gonna use this very. Well, uh, it's almost like we're spiritual cows. You got it. A lot of times people say, well, pastor, you know, I read the word, and I I just don't understand what I'm reading when I read it. That's okay. The mind doesn't get it first. You're feeding your spirit, and your spirit will bring it back up, chew on it again, and break it down some more. And then it may bring it up and chew on it again to break it down some more so that your mind can get it. And so, if you're always trying to get God from go with your mind, you're going to miss him. Because the Bible says that even God uses the foolishness of preaching to confound the wise. So you got to learn, we have to learn as spirit beings, because it's this new thing that's running now about, you know, you human, you human, you human. Yes, you are, but all of you is not human. And if you're only paying attention to the human side of you, you're going to miss out on where everything in your life starts from. Things don't start from your human side. Things start in the spirit and get to your human side. And so what God is saying, I need you to start life or live life out of where life starts in the spirit realm. Because if you're trying to pick it up only from your human side, you're on the butt end of things. Does that make sense? And, And I believe that this is where we're hugely missing it because we only want to approach life from a human perspective. And, and, and I'm not saying we're not human. I'm not saying we don't have feelings. I'm not saying we don't have emotions. God gave us all of those things. But we were never supposed to be guided or led by our emotions. You got it? And so, and I also want to say this we, a lot of times, what happens is we Christians, we tend to struggle with stuff. That totally removes us from our feelings to knowing. See, this life is a life of knowing. Give me Colossians. I'm whole Matthew 21, 22. I'm coming there. Just want to set this up. Um, um, Matthew, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 3. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. I think that's going to be real good. Let me show you something right there. We, um, um, I don't know. You know, I, I just, I, I don't think it's 100% Because I'm called that I get it. I just get it. Even though I grew up in a missionary Baptist church uh, under Reverend McDaniel Sr. and then Charles Bradley uh, Sr. They still kept, it was still word based. So I didn't have a lot of, of religious rhetoric to get out of me. I didn't have a lot of stuff that, when I read the word, I had to confront in my knowing because you get what I'm saying? I wasn't up against an inner fight, if you will. I just wasn't up against it. So when I heard the word, I got it. Like, okay, yeah. Now, there were some things I did have to wrestle with. And I think that for a lot of us, that's the issue, right? And, and, And the other side of that is if you are spending all day, every day, feeding only your human side, then you, you, you of your own admonition are putting yourself in conflict with the word. If that's that's what your whole day is consumed with, you are putting yourself in conflict with the word. You're not putting yourself in a position to understand it. You're putting yourself in, because think about it, most human stuff, we don't question it. But when it comes to the word, it's always a quote. Now, I'm not saying you, and, and, and listen, listen, let's knock over a spiritual cow. You don't ask God. That's not Bible. The scripture says in Matthew 7, ask, and it shall be given, seek, and ye shall find. John 4 says you have not because you ask not. I wouldn't serve a God that you couldn't ask. The disciples rolled up on Jesus all the time and says, "Master, what meaneth thou of these things?" What were they doing? Asking. So yeah, you should ask God. God, God, what meaneth we? We don't speak old English, you know. God, what it is? You give a, whatever. But but again, if you're spending most of your day and you're consumed with CNN and you're consumed with Fox and you're consumed with You know, all this other stuff, by the time you get over here, it's going to seem senseless. It's not going to make any sense because you've not built the the right part of you up to understand what's being written. Now, look at Colossians chapter 3. I want to move quick here. It says, if you be risen with Christ, if is a big word, if you be risen with Christ, look what the Bible says, seek those things which are what? above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So it's saying, listen, seek where you are. Seek where you are. Get get away from the earthly stuff. Okay, let me keep going. Set your affections. Now he's going to start talking about feelings. This is why. You got to set your affections on things that are, uh, that's a place of victory. Above is referencing from a victory position. Right? Not on things on the earth. Now, it, listen. Earth is always outcome. Did you hear what I just said? Earth is always outcome. So it's saying, stop putting your attention on earth because earth is outcome. Okay, okay. If, if, if the cake is in the uh little the little thing on top of the uh on top of the counter. The little plastic thing with the p- little pops on the side. Try to keep it fresh. What's that called? That's called a cake what? A cake plate? Okay, well cake plate. I'ma I'm, I'm use y'all definition. If listen, if the cake is on the cake plate, you it, it is past the procedure of mixing and oven so you're only looking at outcome and here's the believer we're only involved with outcome and most of all earthly information keep you focused on outcome god say get above it because above it is where outcome is being produced he said i want you in the production room i want you in the production room so you can determine the outcome Are you listening to me? And we're not in the right place. Turn the air on, I'm high. God. <laughs> and brain jackets, you get what I'm saying? Boy, y'all better get this because it's, it's revelation. God, that's why the Bible says, the, the Bible says over there in the Hebrews, now faith is the sums of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? It said, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Go down to verse 6, says, through faith, watch this, the world, the <laughs> earth, was framed. So, so earth, if you're with earth, you're with outcome. God said, get in the framing. Work from the place where all this stuff show up. So now when they keep telling you, you human, you do this, you do that, they're trying to keep you in outcome. Matter of fact, they're ministering to you, controlling your outcome. Because you keep saying it, yeah, I'm I'm just here. I'm here. Well, we all here. We know you are a spirit being also. Hallelujah. Oh God, I hope y'all, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't be you need to listen to me with your spirit. Because I'm trying to put you in the the song, the song set the platform. When I open my mouth, walls come down when I open my mouth. So if you're seeing a wall in your life, either it's one of two things. It's one that Satan put before you as an obstacle or a stumbling block, or it's one because you decided to be earthly that you didn't hear the warning that it was coming. Because you could have done something about that. Oh, praise the Lord. Now, now look what it says. Set your affection on things the above, not on things of the earth, for ye are dead your life is hid in Christ and God. When Christ is who our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify. Now, this is what this, listen, this word mortify. It says, kill, dead, and deprive of power. Your members which are upon the earth. He said, I'm telling you, get away from all this human stuff. You need, to, you need to deaden that stuff right there. Not saying we don't pay no attention to it, but we need to deaden it. Okay, let me give you an example, because so, I really want you to catch this. If, if you get a bump on your face, that's an outcome. And nothing you can do about the bump but bust it, if it's white. It's the outcome of something that has already happened. So it's just now showing up, but it has already happened. Are you listening to me? I'm, I'm trying to get you to see it, so we, we, we're missing it because we're only focusing on the outcome, not understanding that we have the ability as spirit beings to control what the outcome is going to be. You know you don't supposed to eat chocolate because it make a bump show up on your face. So the bump, your fault. You, Lord, where that come from? Them m and The problem with us, though, guys, we got. Here's where we got to be careful, and and I, you know, people keep saying the pastor need to make it simple. The pastor need to make it simple, and that's. I just, you know, I, I, I just we can't take all the church and put it all in one basket. I hate that we do that, uh, but. The problem is. Is we keep coming to church. As children, won't stay. Because we're not growing outside of this environment in God. We're not growing outside of church. And we got to get out of this, this rigmarole, if you will, of wanting different stuff. I need to have a new, I, you know, God say, get the people over in belief. That's where I'm at. And it's a struggle message for some of you because it has to tolerate, you got to totally remove yourself from feelings when we talk about believing. I gotta get you to, to separate yourself from your feelings. Because if we just be honest, a lot of our feelings, they got a whole bunch of us in trouble. Oh, yeah. We felt like, here here's an example. People say stuff like, I don't feel like I'm in love anymore. I'm, I'm gonna show you how deep this feeling stuff is and, 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 and we're missing it. I don't feel like I'm in love anymore. Okay, just a rhetorical question. Please don't answer, just think. What does that feel like? I don't feel like I'm in love anymore. Your responsive question your response, question to, your response to that should be a question, of, what, does that, what does it feel like to not be in love anymore? What does it feel like? Because I know here's the difference. I love Mashonda. I know I love my kids. I don't need a feeling to tell me. I know it. And furthermore, love from a biblical perspective is an action word. But notice where we put it. We, 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 we again, here we are. We on the earth. We, we dealing with. We, we dealing with love from the earth side. We are dealing with love from the earth side. We're not dealing it from its authentic place. Here's the authentic place of love. For God so loved the world, action that He gave. Love is an action word according to the Bible. So when the people tell me I don't feel like I'm in love anymore, I always come back with. When the last time y'all been on a vacation? Oh, y'all hadn't been. How often do y'all go out on dates? Oh, y'all don't. Oh, so it's not that you don't feel like you're in love. You're not loving. Because love is action. And feelings, watch this. Faith don't follow feelings. Feel like it, then faith. No, feelings follow faith. Now let me prove that to you and i move. How many of you go to work in the morning and don't feel like it? I know I got some degree folks in the room, so I got to, I'll come real low with you because you think you're real high. You operate in faith all the time. You wake up in the morning, don't feel like letting that pillow go. Don't feel like, so hey, you don't feel like going, but faith say you better get your butt to work. And when you get there, you feel like doing what you need to do. So faith don't follow your feelings. Your feelings follow faith. If you start doing it, you'll feel like it are you listening to me we say stuff like like I don't feel like God is hearing me what does that feel like I don't feel like I got nothing from church what does that feel like what does that feel like I gotta get you away from your feelings it's not a feeling it's a knowing And knowing doesn't always come with feelings. Praise the Lord, I wanna come into worship service. And man, when we feel the presence of God, oh, it's amazing. But I lift my hands not because I feel it all the time. I lift my hands from a knowing. I know I'm His child. I know what He's doing in my life. I, I no, I lift my hands from a knowing. I don't lift my hands from a feeling. And if you if you if you're waiting for a feeling to in, to get into worship, then you're not really worshiping. We might as well put some Luther on us and Beyonce, and that can make you feel something. But it's a knowing that the believer got. It's a knowing that we got to get in. So why are you saying this, Pastor? Because many of your beliefs are connected to your feelings. And that's why it's hard to grasp it because biblical believing has nothing to do with feelings. I'm going to take it another step. Serving God has nothing to do with feelings. It has everything to do with the knowing. My children come and ask me for stuff not because they feel like it. Or they feel like I want them to ask. They come because they know I'm their daddy. And they come because they know they have the authority to come to their dad and open their mouths and walls. I mean it may be a small wall, they just may want to borrow the car, but that's still a wall to them, whatever it is, they open their mouth. So now turn to Matthew 21. I I took all that time. Try to get us right there, man. We got to, we got to, we got to, you got to, you got to sit your, you got to park your feelings. There is a part of going after purpose and success that you have to connect your, your feelings and your emotions to the intent of the thing. That's not what I'm talking about. We'll get over there when we talk about business. But right now I'm talking about when it comes to serving God, you got to move your emotions out the way. Cause if you if you feel like God only hear you when you cry or you feel something little little ooh ooh, ooh that's nah 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 you 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 gonna miss it you going and you going you're gonna stay in a child state and even children when we need to teach them how to walk we remove the feeling of the support did you catch that so so maybe you don't feel god like you used to feel him because he's trying to strengthen your legs now and in order to get this child to walk by themselves, i don't remove my presence but i do distance myself and i'm distancing myself to, to 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 prompt them to come after me some come on come on you got it you got it. watch this and when the child falls, we don't beat the child. Yeah, yeah, you just messed up. No, no, no. We say, come on, come on, get up. You got it. You got it. Come on, come on. And we, we hold on. And they be trying to hold on. We on, oh, Come on, come on. And then. <laughs> so maybe you don't feel him like you used to feel him at the level that you're at because he hadn't left you. He just backed up a little bit because he wants you to walk a little stronger. And in order to do so, he can't hold your hand at every step. And here's where most Christians miss it because they'd rather for him to hold their hand the whole time so they never learn how to walk by themselves. And I'm just tired of church. Nah, nah, stop lying. A lot of this stuff y'all be hearing, folks, I'm telling you, they lying. They, they, They gave up and they quit. We will stay in abusive. We will give abusive relationships half of our life and not give the word none of our life. Stay in a relationship that's abusive, cheating, doing all type of stuff, and give it all. And one little slip up when it comes to the word of God, we're done with God forever. I don't understand it. Something has to change. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, look what the Bible says. And all, well, let me start at verse 21. Jesus answering said unto them, this is right after he cursed the fig tree, um, and he said, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Thank y'all, praise team. Y'all did an amazing job. And all things, look what the Bible says, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing you shall receive now this scripture would need some parenting with other texts because it's not saying in prayer just ask anything you want and believe it you're going to get it no it has to be within the bounds of the word of god you can't ask for another man's wife or for another you get what I'm saying now, that's not what it means when they say all things you get what I'm saying lord give me the numbers to the uh I, b- I believe, I believe if the Lord wants you to have the numbers, he'll give them to you late in the midnight hour. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Well let, let's, let, let's not be playing poker with God. No, it ain't saying, Sam, sell Sam. That's not that's not the all things right there that it is talking about. Right? Right? I know some people be saying, Lord, you say the wealth of the wicked is transferred into the hands of the righteous. If you give me the five numbers, God, it'd be the transfer. Yeah. That's how you want to play it, play on. Play on, play on, play on. That ain't what he told me, so I don't want to restrict nobody else. I will say this though pay your tithes. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 watch this now. Uh, go to Matthew. So, notice the scripture says, In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, so we should be asking in prayer, but notice now, uh, asking is coupled with your believing. You got it? Asking is coupled. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me lay some other stuff out here. Ask sh- I'm going to go to Matthew 7, just read the scripture, and I want to kind of give it some context. Asking it shall be given, seeking ye shall find, knock and the door shall be open. right? Uh, ask, that word ask there, that word ask there, it, it, it actually does not mean in that writing right there, it does not mean to ask of something that you don't know anything about. That's not what ask means. Ask really means there, it means to, re- to make a request of something you already know about. And the simplest example I use every time I teach, the seek there is really the ask that we use as Westerners. It's the seek to find out what you don't know about. That's the seek word. It's not the ask word. The ask word, and notice it starts off with asking first. It doesn't start off with seeking. So what the Bible is telling us to do is take time, find out what's already yours. And then if you don't find it, then seek it so that you now can come back and ask it. But you should be asking as a child of God, you should be making a request in your prayer time, a petition is what, or a supplication is another one of those words, of what you already know belongs to you. You got it? Now, if I don't find it, now I can seek. Okay, God, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I need clarity, Holy Spirit. But you should be asking, the believer should be asking first, here it is, making a request of what they already know about. Does that make sense? Now, that means then that we should not be going into prayer with empty prayers. That means that the the, the best prayer that you've ever prayed should not have been, Lord, let your will be done. The best prayer that you should have prayed was telling him what his will said. Are you listening to me? That's what the Bible says. Now, 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 so, so it says whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you're going to receive it. Now, I want to look at this centurion man uh, as a backdrop because it's amazing. Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 8, excuse me, verse 5 through 8. Watch this now. It says, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Watch this. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man, un- now watch this, look at, look, look at where the foundation of where he, he could just say, say it. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go and he goeth, to another come and he cometh, and my servant do this, and he doeth him. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, verily, verily, I say unto you, I've not found so great faith or such a level of believing, no, not even in the church. Because New Testament Israel will be, will be the, the word Israel will be reflective of the church. He say, people in church don't even operate like this, but here's yet a man that's in authority that understand how believing works. Now, let's, let's look back at this so we can extrapolate from the text and see what we may be missing so we can get our belief to where it needs to be. Notice the man said, I am a man in authority. He said, I'm a man in authority. Come on, say in authority. In authority. Now, now, here it is, here it is, here it is. We, we got to build your belief. You first got to understand that you're in authority. That belief puts you in authority. Are you listening? Now, so here's the question. Looking back at the text, what was the foundation of his belief? Now, I'm going to give it to you because you, you, it, it didn't say it in the text. Well, it said it in the text, but I want you to see it, right? So now let's look at this. What? Here's the question we're answering. What was the foundation of this man's belief? Two things that I saw there in the text. Number one was recognition. And number two was awareness. Come on! I'm so glad Holy Spirit started us with getting our feelings out the way, because notice this man didn't say nothing about feelings. Right. He 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 knew he knew his belief was the foundation of his belief was recognition. Now I looked this word up, and this word recognition means formal acknowledgement of the political existence of a government or nation. Yeah. And then the second definition was the act of identifying someone. Or something because of previous knowledge. So he had a knowledge that I'm in authority. And Jesus, you're in authority. And if my words work the way they work, with me being an authority and I can tell servants to go and they go, you have authority over sickness and so if your authority works like my authority, then you don't even have to come, you can just one translation say, say in a word and my servant will be made whole. In other words, I don't need your presence, I just need your words because your words carry the weight of your presence trying to get you to see something. Now, this is why you got to understand that when you say something in Jesus' name, you not only bring the weight of his word, you bring his presence on the scene also. Now, Now, demons tremble at the name of Jesus, watch this, because they become reflective of what he did on the cross. So they not only see him, they remember what he did. Now, 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 now watch this, this recognition. And, and the second one is awareness. This word awareness means perception or realization. And I believe that this is, this is kind of, it, 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 it pivots back to my opening thing, is that we come to church and we've heard servant for so long. We've just heard servant for so long and you suffer and just all this other type of stuff. When actually this is, a, this is a, a meeting at the embassy of ambassadors. This is actually a king's and queen's meeting that we're at right now. God. God, if I can just get you to see it, man. It, it's, it's, not a, it's not a meeting of, of peasants. Because if if some of us look back at some of our old teachings, man, we are nothing more than filthy rags. That's all we are. Yeah, without Christ, but we're in Christ. So if I'm in him and you're saying I'm filthy, then what I'm in is filthy too. So there's this this awareness that has to come on the belief. I I have this statement that I say um, that uh, I'm not conceited, but I'm confident that he that had begun a good work in me will perform it until Christ's return. See, sometimes your confidence can, can come off as being brash or conceited. No, I'm not conceited. I'm just fully persuaded and I'm fully confident in the word. I Watch this. I have an awareness. I, I'm aware and I recognize that his word cannot return unto him void. And if I speak it, it has to come to pass. No matter how I'm feeling, it's on him. It's not on me. Now, now here's the point. The recognition of your God-given position. I want to go back to that first one. Here's what we've got to become. We've got to recognize. We've got to recognize our God-given position. Come on, say my God-given position. Now, watch this. Listen to me carefully. Here's where you've got to understand it. The fall. Remember Adam and Eve when they fell in the garden. Let me, let, what time? Okay, I got a few minutes. So, so let me show you how it, how originally it was. Spirit, soul, and body. This is the makeup of man, right? So when God initially created man, the spirit was the control controller, or the power. The mind was the center that received. And the body was the place that acted out. So it was spirit, soul, and body. When man fell, everything swapped. So it became body how you feel. Soul, now, now, now let, me, let me swap it back. Spirit, soul, and body. So the body is nothing more than the servant. You got it? To the mind that received it from the power that gave it. Spirit, soul, and body. When man fell and their eyes were open, it swapped. The servant became the controller. So now that's why people say, I don't feel like. Because the body got into the, into the place of power that it never should have gotten in place of. The mind sits waiting in the balance for the information. Watch this. And look who's in the servant position, your spirit. It was never supposed to be in the servant position. This was supposed to be the control center of man. But it's not because of the fall. So the fall unwired us, and time has deprogrammed us from God. So you and I must rewire And reprogram ourselves to the right system. In other words, although salvation swapped you back, you've got to recognize that the swap has happened and become aware of how the swap works. That is spirit, soul, and body, not body, soul, and spirit. Are you listening? So, your belief holds all possibilities, and it's possible because of Christ and you being in Christ. So, what we've got to do is get the because right, and your belief will right your life. It's possible because of Christ. We've got to to get the because right, and as a result your belief will write your do you know you write your life with belief whatever you're wrong at you write your life with belief I you know I was at the parade and and this is the most trash that I've ever seen on the ground from a parade and I know it's post-covid so everybody couldn't wait to go and but but it's like I had an open vision while I'm sitting there and of course I was down there with my family we enjoying ourselves and this ain't no knock against parade I, I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm not one of those holy religious guys don't believe you can't be a part of it, and all that type of stuff like that now if your conviction is this paganism and you don't want to be down there then fine you and I don't don't email me don't write me we ain't got to have no discussion just do your thing I do mine it's fine you got it but I'm looking I'm looking at all this trash on the ground Couple of friends and stuff I see on the floats and stuff. You know, again, it was good. We're having a great time, and 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 then God steps in on my on my good time, right? Ain't got no problem because in Him I live. So if He want to step in, it's fine. And He He say, "This is what I heard Holy Spirit say." You see all that money on the ground? He and then and then he 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 showed me I, he showed me people throwing stuff and and people tried to throw stuff at at us or at people and it didn't even make it to them. So money didn't even make it to the people. Money, watch this, the ground received it. And nobody, nobody who was throwing, thought twice of throwing money away. We just called them throws. And then the Holy Spirit said, I heard him say this, he said, the problem in your community, Vincent, and when he talked to me, when he used my name, I'm, I know he's trying to drive them, it's not that they're broke. He said, because if, if there was no money in your community, it shouldn't be this much trash on the ground. He said, the money for the people is always in the mind. And then I heard him say this, and Pastor John and I were talking about it. Do you know that belief, watch this, this principle of belief that I'm teaching y'all, the world has grabbed a hold of it. We operate in it all the time. We only get the fight when we come to the church. Oh, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question, Steve. Anybody ever wanted to go somewhere and, and initially you didn't have the money but you start believing and money starts showing up from nowhere? See, you know why? Because your, your belief will produce anything you want. Everything follows belief. Everything. Everything follows belief. That principle is an eternal order. All things are possible to him that believe is an eternal order. Evil, not evil. It's an eternal order that God has set in the earth. That, and, and so we got the world that's working God's principles and getting ahead of the church, and they belong to us, and we're not working them. Okay, you need to see that. Go to Luke chapter 16. Let me show you what the Bible says. Luke chapter 16, verse 10, I think that's the scripture. Luke 16 and 8. Luke 16 and 8, real quick, watch what the Bible says. Are y'all okay? Are y'all listening? Okay, great, great. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. Read, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of... Let's go a little deeper. Mark chapter 9, verse 27 through 31 says, and when Jesus departed thence, mm, okay, let me back up and I'm going to read that again. I want to read this point so you can get this. In. And that is uh, the thing that's going to right your life. And you know what I mean when I say right your life? That's going to put your life on the right track, get your life where you want it to be? The thing that's going to write your life is your belief. Listen to me very carefully, precious people. Life is not happenstance. It is not going to automatically happen in your life just because God said it. I'm going to do everything I can. And some of you have been with me for a length of time. You understand it, but I'm going to do everything I can to filter that out of your life. That God is in control and that if, if, if God wants it to happen, it's just going to automatically happen. That's not Bible. And if that's what you believe, that you could just keep living and you have no responsibility, you have, there's nothing on your part. As, in order for a coin to be spendable, it has to be a heads and tails, right? So the heads is God's side, the tails is your side, and it's not until the tails show up to meet the head that the coin becomes spendable. And what you're trying to do is spin a coin with only one side showing. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, that we we'll are workers together with him. If God, did not, if God did not want us to partner with him in getting the work done in the earth, then uh, Solomon should have never asked God for wisdom. The fact that he asked God for wisdom implied that there's a part that he played in what God wanted to do. Are you listening? I hope y'all I'm tell you I'm trying to open your mind up to some stuff because a lot of you, a lot of you, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it because you put it all on God and God say, I've given you the power. I've given you the power. If you believe it and, and this, this right in your life, it starts with the belief of knowing that I'm at peace with God and I've been made righteous and nothing that I do, is winning God's approval. Now I know that was heavy right there. Nothing that I am doing for God is winning his approval. My kids asked me, um, uh, um, it was, it's been a while ago now, they say, Dad, who is your favorite child? I say, I don't have a favorite child. I, I may have one I can depend on a little bit more, but I don't have a favorite child. You all come through my loins. And I think we, 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 think, we say, well, they're the favorite child because you do everything for them. No, they, end up, they probably end up seeing more because they're more dependable. So I can put more on them, but that doesn't mean that they're, fa- they're the favorite child of all, of all children. And so in the kingdom of God, God has no favorites. If you're seeing people or believers who have a little bit more, maybe it's just because they believe. Are you listening? Oh, uh, they do, you know, they just, hey, just take it all the money. No, I believe. I believe in the principle of sowing, so I sow. So God is not going to hold me back because you don't believe. Neither, neither does God tell me all the time to wait for y'all to catch up. Because I got a wife who likes stuff too. Praise the Lord. But see, that's what people think. No. I, this same thing I'm preaching to you all, Pastor M and I both have to go back and listen. I have to listen to this country boy again too. I'm like, okay, talk to me, Lord. I'm going to preach to others. Because Paul said, if I preach to others and get others and it don't work for me, he said, what, what good am I? I'm a castaway. I believe. I believe the word at face value. And I don't get into all that questioning the word. Because I don't have all that other stuff in me to make me do that. I don't spend a lot of time and all that. You know, we we was uh, I was this weekend. I was, to I was off and um, we were talking about music, and I got real upset because I was I had saw this show. No, not 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 this show. Pastor, Emma and I, We were when we were on vacation. The um, the, the 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 Caucasian lady. She she. Uh, you know, we, we were watching karaoke, and uh, the song she sung was all, uh, what was it, baby, baby got back, yeah. and she did the whole song right. The little part, Becky, you know, she did all that right, and she's sitting there man, and she's holding that mic on her hand, she nah, 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 she's just going, she's doing the whole thing, and i I started to become very disappointed. Ask me why? because she knew the song, and I didn't <laughs> the The past started to become disappointed. You no, know, if I get disappointed, I'm like, okay. That song song was in my generation. Brother song, that song. I could only come in on the baby, you know, that part, I'm sorry. That remember we in church. I didn't know the song. And so we were talking about it and that that came back to my memory and I said this, I said, you know, I said I I felt bad for a minute but I don't feel bad. Here's the moral of my story where I'm going. I said I don't feel bad because I don't use my brain cells for stuff that I can't use. No offense to y'all that know songs, that's not what I'm saying, but most of the rap songs I used to know, I just, something in me starts saying, okay, you're going to use that for what? It's going to do what with your finances? You keep saying that it's going to make you fall how much more in love with your wife? Right? And I'm like, it's not. And so God would just start challenging me on certain movies and certain songs and say, take your brain cells, disconnect that from your brain cells, and give your cells something healthy. Because whatever you feed your brain cells, that's what you're telling your brain cells to produce. Because everything you give to your brain cells, they're aiding in your belief. Right? They're aiding in your belief. So you know, you, you, you listen to all this music that's I mean, you just in total agreement with it, and you rapping it, and you singing it, and you got it deep down in your memory, and you know you can have another one in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. And so even though you got a good man in your life, the song has taught you to always have a plan B in your pocket just in case he mess up. So you're never fully commit, and you don't realize that you built that in your own belief. Not intentionally, but just through liking something that you never gave... Attention to it and say, wait a minute, what is that going to do with me? Because, see, we just think it's music. But we don't know the system. We don't know what it's feeding on the inside of us. So I don't know. I tell him I don't know a whole bunch of that stuff. I say, but you say something in the Bible and watch what happens. Just start a scripture off. I'll finish it and hit you the next verse, too. Because that's what I'm building myself in. Are you listening? Okay, 25, seven. let me get out of here. I want to take two more minutes. Uh, I want to read this Mark 9:27. I got to go. It says, and when Jesus departed, then two blind men followed him in crying, saying, the son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, believe you that I'm able to do this. Look look what Jesus said unto them, believe you that I'm able to do this. I, I, I underline both of those in my, now watch this. They said unto him, what? Yea, Lord. Oh, it's not up there. Matthew, Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew. I said Matthew. It's Mark 9, 27 through 31, and I was at verse 28. And when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus saith unto them, believe that ye that I am able to do this. So look what he checks them on. He checks them on their belief. You're asking for something, but do you believe I'm able to do it? Their response was what? Yea, Lord, and then the Bible says, then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith or your full belief, confidence in God, be it unto you. So it happened, watch this, could Jesus do it? Yes, yes, but why did it happen? Because of their belief. It manifested, they, watch this, their belief got from Jesus what he was able to do. Now, I, I could take you two, three chapters back and show you that some people, he was, Jesus was there to do mighty works. And the Bible says, save, save, save. He laid his hand on a few folks and healed them. And he could not heal them because of their unbelief. And so in that text, their unbelief was a restriction of receiving from Jesus. So your belief is what holds all possibilities. Now, here's a statement that I'm done. Belief isn't standing on an assumption or hope. Belief is a firm stance on a knowing. It's a what? A firm stance on a what? On a knowing. So now here's what you got to do. I'm going to give you this one exercise, and then we'll, we'll finish it out, uh, this this part of this teaching on belief next week. Here's what you got to do. You have got to get in the word for whatever you're believing God for. Here's, here's a question I would ask a person if a person is telling me, Pastor, I want you to pray with me. I'm believing God for whatever it is. A line, you fill in the blank. My first response question to that person would be, give me two scriptures that validate you could have it. What's two scriptures? And if you're like, uh, uh, well, remember now, ask is to make a request of something that you already know about. My example, my close that. children are so much smarter than we are. They're very smart. You know why? You know why? You know why children are smart? And that's why the Bible keep calling us children, but we keep trying to act like adults. But you know why? Because children always check before they ask. They check. They check. I guarantee you, ask your children. They can tell you everything. They can itemize your freezer. You don't know what's in it. But they do. Yes, they do. They do. And anytime a child comes and asks you for popsicles or asks you for ice cream, trust me, they've already checked. (laughs) They know it's there. You don't know. So watch this. They're coming, asking, or they're coming, making a request of something that they already know about. But we don't do that. We adults. I'm grown. So we go to God saying, God, can I? And God's like, what's your proof? He said, I said, come and remind me of what I said. What's your proof? Oh, Lord, just let your will be done. No, 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 no. Stop it with that. What's your proof? Show me where I said it. Show me and show me. The Bible says out of the mouth, the two or more witnesses, let every word be established. Show me twice where I said it. And the average believer can't show a person, can't, can't even respond to God. God, you said in your word, according to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. God, you said in your word, according to Isaiah chapter 47, to put you in remembrance of your word. God, you said in your word, most of us can't. So we come to God begging, rather than coming to God and say, Lord, you got some popsicles in that refrigerator. I don't know if you know it, but it's some in there, you bought them for me. I want one. It ain't, watch this. Now, y'all. Hear, I didn't say can I have one because he bought them for me. I want one. Now, he can say one or two things. Yes or no? I wasn't going to say uh, no. I was going to say, you know, eat your food first, then I give you <laughs> I believe that this is one of the most significant messages to the body of Christ because we don't know what has been afforded us, and we don't know who we are in Christ, and we've got to get to this place, man, and you'll start seeing that stuff. I question, I be talking to God, I'm like, okay, oh, God, I look in your word, and I see people getting healed at that very moment. I see stuff popping off for folks the next day, And but Lord, from your pulpit, we, we got to tell everybody, if you be willing to wait forever, and I know everything in the Bible ain't going to be overnight, everything in the Bible not going to be the next day. I get it, not everything, but I'm like, Lord, it's some stuff. We shouldn't have to be waiting this long for. Lord, what's the problem? He said they're saying it, but they don't believe it. They're just saying it because they see it. He said they really don't believe that it can happen for them like that. So they're saying it, hoping that in replace of the person in the scripture, I'll put them there. It's all tied to the belief. Notice he told the man, according to your faith. So that means that man was in faith. Not the not the two blind men. The other man was in faith that if you say to, in a word, my servant gonna be healed. As the word released, my servant is gonna get healed, and it happened just like he said. He said, "Go thy way; thy servant is healed." Just like that, just how he was believing. So, how are you believing? How are you believing? Do you believe from a place of knowing that you're right with God, God is at peace for you, or do you have to? You know, pull out your calculator and and a notepad to figure out, oh, yeah, I did that, I did that, I did that, I did that. You're trying to write down all your dues? Or is it a belief based on being righteous? I submit to you to throw your tablet away. Come boldly to the throne of grace. It's all about Christ having paid the price, not about you having to pay a price. You've got to make that shift in your knowing. Father, thank you. Help us um, through this series of believing, God. Help us to detach ourselves from our emotions and to believe you at the face value of your word, that if you said it, you'll do it, and if you spoke it, you'll make it good. We come boldly to the throne of grace, and God, we make our petitions made known unto you, and we thank you that you declare that you will hear and you will answer our prayers. And so, God, I'm thank you that you're going to confirm this word with signs and wonders following that when your people stand in a position of belief and they make their request, God, they're going to see supernatural moments manifest in their lives. They're going to see some at that very moment. They're going to see some and the next day moments, Father God, as a result of this word that has been taught on today. Thank you for it. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast.